Hello and welcome to week 18 of Walled Garden Weekly. I'm Arash Kashmirian. I'm joined here by Kevin Pazarande, and we're here to talk about apps. Um, every week we drink a beer, and mm-hmm. this week we are drinking a pretty common beer up here in Northern California. It's called Lagunitas IPA. and uh, Because it's made in, Cal- in Northern California. Yeah, it is. It's actually made up in Petaluma. So, um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's, you know, like any IPA, it's, it's kind of hoppy. and um, you know, nice It's actually really color. hoppy for um, a single IPA. Um, and also for like a, it's a beer that you see a lot in, you know, it's in every supermarket and it's in a lot of bars. But it's really, it's extreme flavor. Yep. Usually, you know, like Guinness is, you know, Budweiser, Blue Moon, this sort of lineup. Yeah. They're all enjoyable, uh, pretty mild. This is like boom, like in your face, hop in your face. Yep. Anyway, so. Would this be a good beer with food? I don't know. I could I could have uh, a burger with this probably. These beers dominate. Yeah. You need something that's not like really you're yeah, like, eating for there flavor. Are, like I have a double IPA in the fridge right now. We ate it. We had it. The Firestone double mm-hmm. Walker double IPA. Yeah. That's like way better with food. and But it's like, you know. It's a double IPA. The flavors are different. This is, this will dominate anything. You might be able to have it with like, like a like truffle spicy fries or something. Or yeah, something. Like, like spicy, tr- like something yeah. super overwhelming and super savory and spicy. And then you wash it down with this. That could work. And then you like can't feel for a couple days. You can't yep. taste anything. For, anyway, that's the longest beer review I've ever done. It is. It is. Uh, once again, I'd also like to remind listeners, if you didn't catch our last episode, our session at GDC has been approved. So we are going to be presenting Walled Garden Weekly live in front of the, an audience. Um, and our guests are going to be Keith Shepard, creator of Temple Run at Imanji, and, uh, of course, Eli Hodap, chief editor of Touch Arcade. So it's sure to be a really interesting conversation. Still before early registration, only need to get the Summit Pass, which is like 300 bucks or something. So if you're hemming and hawing, I think this is the reason to make the trip to SF, to it's, see us. See us, shake our hands. We're going to do a little coffee session too, so come out and meet us and see what our faces look like when you've heard our voices for so many weeks. Not that impressive. Um, so <laughs> Set the bar low, <laughs> blow them away. Um, so we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do this episode, and uh, I went in and looked at my Tumblr control panel. And Tumblr has this way of, of like hiding messages people send you. So if you've sent us a message in the last, you know, however long we've been doing the show, uh, I, I've kind of not really seen it until recently. So uh, we looked at the big mail pile and we thought, hey, let's uh, let's answer some questions this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a bunch of good ones and uh, might be interesting to see what's in the bag. So um, let's just dive right in. Let's dive right in. So our first question is uh, from a fellow named Greg, uh, and he asks a pretty pretty useful question for everyone, I think. Uh, Any recommendations on blogs, books, etc., for good info on mobile game design, freemium, mm-hmm. etc.? Um, there are a bunch of good books out there. I think uh, it really depends on if you're looking at, you know, if you want specific coding tips and things like that. Uh, I don't, I don't have any specific tips there. Um, I don't know, Kevin. Do you have anything for for actual engineering tips for books? I mean, I just have that book over there. Where is it? I just have like some OpenGL ES2 book, which yeah. I yeah don't use anymore. Right. Um, and other than that, I just stick to the spec. This, the like this, the the Chronos spec page. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you search for OpenGL ES blank, you know, version um, specification. Yeah, documentation is not that bad. Right. Um, but in terms of like understanding the concepts and things, man, I can't. No, I don't know. How did you learn OpenGL? You know, I feel I, I read books. 
yeah. you know. Um, but I mean, then there was always like the red book and all that stuff, right? But. but but then it just like it just was trial and error. It was like read a book, try to do stuff, not really understand half of what I'm doing. Right. Then on the next time, understand a little bit more of what I did the last time I tried. Do more stuff that. Mm-hmm. Um, blogs, you know, and I'm not good about it. Like there's all these software blogs. I have all these friends who read software blogs. Right. I'm not. I'm not a big software blog leader. No. Either. So we're totally not answering this question. <laughs> we're like, we don't know. Um, Do you? Did you read any iPhone dev books? I definitely. Didn't. I didn't. I mean, I've, I've glanced through a few of them. There's one that my dad read called "A Beginning iPhone Development," like yeah. iPhone five. It has like an orange slice on the cover. That okay. one's pretty good. But the thing with all these is that they tend to focus on like, how do you do cocoa programming? Right. Which is which is and like how do I make an app that pulls data from a website and displays it in a list in a table view and things like that. So I feel like this question is I mean, some people like to sit down with a book. Yeah. But now Google and with Google and Stack Overflow, I mean, like how do I do this? And in terms of starting, yep. the sample projects yep. are really good, you know, like even the the one right now uses GeoKit or not GeoKit. Um but understanding computer graphics that's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, okay, what? I mean, it's just this. It is kind of an ocean. It really depends on what ocean. you want to do. And you just find some examples and you learn how they did it. And there was a site a long time ago that like back when I was in an undergrad, that's called, it was called Nihi, N-E-H-E. Yeah. yeah. It's still around. Helium. Okay. So they have some good tutorials. I don't know if they get into like ES stuff. It might be more desktop open job, but a lot of it's pretty Yeah. Common. You just have to know how to, tr- how to sort of translate the, yeah. you know, what exists, what doesn't, it's all, it's right. all there. Um, yeah, finding a good tutorial and say shadow maps or something is probably yep. kind of tough. Yep, you um, look at some code. Really, the most important thing I feel like is matrix stuff. There isn't like this simple guide out there that's like here are the here's common matrix math. Maybe we should write a book. Okay, <laughs> all these people are gonna be like, all <laughs> let's have a podcast exist. on matrix math. That'll be good. Oh my god, I think that'll be awesome. People. So fall right now I'm referring writing. to the third column, fourth row. <laughs> I won. That number is three. You take the inverse transpose <laughs> of the third matrix. I'm 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 knee deep in matrices right now. I just did I just did skinned animation. That's all just yep. like yep. matrices. Nice. It's actually it's really fun. simple. I remember doing that. That stuff is cool. Pose space deformations and extensions. <sighs> anyway, so back to books. Uh, and we what do we else we had? Blogs. Oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on. He had he had some more to this question. So mobile game design, freemium, etc. So if you want to ask about, I mean, really the only recent recent book I've read on, on actual like delving into like here are game design concepts and some philosophies on freemium and stuff like that. There's a book, I don't remember the name of it, but you can Google the author. His name is Wagner James All, A-U is his last name. Uh, Wagner A-U, yeah, James in the middle. Uh, and he wrote a book that covers, uh, he, look, he takes a look at Facebook games um, as mm-hmm. well as mobile games, as well as uh, just kind of like online uh, overall games. And, and he does definitely d- dig into like some of like the freemium methods um, and also give some tips on like marketing and stuff like that. So it's a pretty comprehensive book. Um, and there's, it's, some of it's very, very basic, but there's actually a lot of really good tips in there as well. Yeah. Where do I see freemium discuss? It's all like Twitter. I feel like that's the thing. It's like, this stuff is so new that the people that know about it are doing it and not so much writing. And about like whenever it. I read, I even like got pissed this week about whenever I read like mainline press, like IGN, yeah. um, pocket gamer, Whenever they write, not to like, you know, don't, I'm not like, biting the press is a really bad idea as a developer, but whenever they write about the sort of biz side of it, yeah, it feels not, it feels like a little out of date. It feels sure. a little like, it's it's not, it, you could be misled. Uh, it's not, it's not a source of truth necessarily. There's a lot of good stuff out there. You know, I've seen, 
obviously there's a lot of different writers at all these places but i feel like the inter- the 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 format that works for that stuff is discussion yeah it's like in podcasts it's on twitter right you know um, and again like to, i don't want to plug gdc we don't get paid for the <laughs> for yeah. plugging them but but really actually going to gdc is a good way to like Interesting. hear hear talks yeah. and also at parties like talk to keith and say hey what are you doing what are you thinking about or other developers, you know, like, what is what is the next big thing for you in Freemium? Like, what ideas do you have? And you'll find indies are surprisingly open about things that, that they're trying. Right, because it's no one knows yet. It's still changing very rapidly. Yeah, and it, it just depends so much per game, too, that it's like, well, hey, this works for me. Maybe this doesn't work for you. And this, I you feel like this, does this, this jump stuff. to another question? I feel like there's another question that do we do we about a freemium and, like, uh, Mm. was there not another one about like what works and what doesn't work and like how do you how do we stay up with the trends was that there's the one about trends i don't know if i have that one here hmm. yeah anyway but that's the thing is this is sort of this sort of goes into like how do you know about the new trends and yeah in oh, oh yeah that one. oh here it is yeah how do you monitor trends occurring in the app world what web pages and tools do you use right. for tracking future trends and that's by christian um twitter yeah, I Twitter's mean, the big thing. Like, follow all the indie devs on Twitter, and if you follow one, you know they'll be following another right. one, so you can kind of keep following. And you know the App Store, play the games. Yep. You know, really, and then play the games not with like just just to absorb the freemium model they're using to try and understand it. It just takes time. There's no way to read a blog that's like, you know, a table of the different techniques and stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there who has done that. Yeah. But um, it's really us. how they interact and see them working together and. Um, Which programs do you use to analyze your data? Christian also asks. Hmm. Uh, we use um, well, what kind I mean, of data? Yeah, it really, he doesn't say. So I'm, I mean, for just usage data, things like that, we do use Flurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our like statistics, like on how well are we selling, things like that, we use App Figures. Um, that's really about it. We use uh, uh, something called uh, the Criticism, I think. Yeah, for your crash for reports. Crash reports. Yeah. Uh, I guess same same story. Flurry, um, yeah, but we're not we're not like hardcore data people. No, some some people are super optimizers and stuff. Yep, um, but they use Flurry too. They just really well. Uh, you can go nuts it. with Flurry. Yeah, I mean you can add like tons of like user paths and see how well they go through the channels you set up for them. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's good data. Sometimes I'm just like. I don't know. You could dedicate a person full time to studying that stuff, and even then, like the conclusions you gather. And so, and the funny thing is, I feel like you shouldn't until you have enough money to dedicate someone to doing it full time. Until then, yeah, make a new game. Right. That's what I would say. That seems like the best way. Yeah, definitely. I think optimizing a game, like unless there's seriously broken things, right, is not going to yield you as much as another game. Right. If you got like 10 million downloads and you made 50 bucks, right. And at the end of the day, like you know, most of us are good at making games and not good at like analyzing data unless right. that's what you're good at then in which case i guess you should I do it pretty good at it i don't know yeah we're good at everything uh <laughs> <Not> everything <laughs> i haven't done everything yet how could i know i'm I, good at I, it you gotta keep doing it number three are you using chart boost and how do you use it mm, chart boost yeah so chart boost just for those of you that don't know is a um it's a platform that's come out i guess they've really they've been around for i think a couple of years now but but really i think the last year they've seen pretty widespread adoption it's a uh it's a company where they've they've well, they've looked at how a lot of indies are doing this cross-promo thing, and they've wanted to, to formalize it and build a company out of it so mm. they, can, they can profit off of it. And uh, essentially, it's, it's part ad network, so you can, buy, um, you can buy impressions inside that network. Can you buy clicks or is it just impressions? I think it's clicks, actually. Okay. I'm not sure. You I'm can definitely do impressions, too, because... Yeah, yeah, whichever. I haven't... I don't remember. So, uh, And then the other bit of it is that it sets up... You can set up things called direct deals, where if, if like I have Chartboost integrated and Kevin has Chartboost integrated, then um, I can use their... 
their infrastructure to serve my uh, images in his games. And so they have a, 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 a variety of like standard uh, ad size formats. Right. And I think they're all full screen for now. It's all images, big images, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you you don't have do you have it in like Tower Madness? We have it in Tower Madness Zero, uh-huh. our uh, our free version, and we use it. And it actually it monetizes pretty well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing some numbers from yeah. You know, I'll, I'll birds. say that most of our most of our um, our ad revenue comes now from Chart Boost. So wow, yeah, and um, yeah, I don't use it. Uh, I just don't like ads. Yeah, if you don't like ads, then I don't know. What yeah, they, well, they, and aside again, from the direct deal bit, that might be interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool, and and it sounds like you can also weed out, like you can go through and like yes. say, I don't yes. want to advertise this. You totally this. can, and they, they uh, you can really clearly see like, yeah, this guy's not paying very much, let me throw him out. This guy's a competitor, I don't like that game or whatever. I just really want there to be like, to have chart boost, where it's like, I only want text ads, and I want it to be, I don't show any ads unless i specifically click on the game and say yeah i'll advertise that game i think you could do that can you do like select none and then select okay maybe that would be yeah Mm. why don't you call maria and ask her is that who is that the contact i have there's also christine someone who somebody who somebody they started bugging me recently because i'm not a you know i'm sure they bugged me when i was free and Mm -hmm. i among all the email just didn't see it and then only recently i got a email about it but still like well, yeah. I mean, feel free to contact. They're, they're I, really like they're really not scummy. Like they're really good people. I still so. see these things as um, marginal. I mean, it sounds like you can make a lot of money, but if it's like if you're free, yeah, you have to. So you really have to be free, and like you know, yeah. zombie how we like could probably make some money, but I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Okay. So, but definitely, I would say that if I were, I should say, as being as anti-ad as I am, if I were to consider any ad network, it like. It would be Chart Boost. It's the only one I've even thought twice about. Yep. That is for sure. Which I'm is, not I mean, going to show ads for like Chase Bank or whatever in my <laughs> game. It's going to be for another app. What speaks strongest uh, there is that that it's uh, it's just it, over the last few months, like I've seen almost everybody's integrating it now. And it's, sometimes it's just for the direct deal bit. Like they'll, it, they'll not use the ad side and they'll just do direct deals. With does Temple Run have it yet? I don't know. Did Temple Run 1? I don't remember. I think so. I think they have it. They have uh, their own thing too. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, everybody's I had their remember. own thing, and now they're just switching. It's over. huge, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, I guess, this is more mostly you, Kevin. Uh, Rusty Maher asks, "How are you handling VAT, uh, VAT taxes in the oh, Google yeah. Play Store? I've heard it's up to developers to manage VAT in countries that require it. As far as I know, Apple hands all this. Apple handles all this in their App Store, but not so in Android. So. I see it as risk management. It's because you know criminal." First of all, I don't know what felony tax evasion is in all these countries, (laughs) but it probably doesn't kick in until like several thousand dollars. And that to make several thousand dollars in another country, um, but basically what I'm saying is it's probably pretty hard to raise any red flags by not paying a few dollars in sales tax. However, you do have to pay it. And basically what my CPA recommended was that either you don't sell foreign or you um, uh, can go to, they have services that basically do this, where they register you for the taxes and you give them some data, like some QuickBooks data from, you know, hopefully you can export it from Play or whatever, and then they will pay your taxes. You will find, though, that many, many countries have minimums. Like I know in Australia, you have to do $75,000 in revenue in that country before wow. you have to pay any VAT. Okay. So, you know, at first I was really afraid of this, mm-hmm. but 
you know, basically I would say, I mean, this is not tax advice. Like this is just me saying, trying to be funny. Um, if you don't think you're going to visit that country, <laughs> you're not going to get deported from the United States for like not paying, like for having like $20 in back taxes to like Lithuania, Lithuania. Exactly. I mean, that, interestingly though, you know, the, the, the global share of the revenue on Android does appear to be higher. Okay. But like registering with the EU, the, uh, uh, the UK, uh, which I'm pretty sure you can do in the same batch. And um, you don't even have to register with Australia unless you're doing millions in revenue. Um, you're probably set. You know, you're not like, there's no way for them to track it. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be really, really, really hard. Um, really, what I hope happens is that nobody pays sales tax and... If any of these countries are going after people, they're going to go after Google. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. I want all these countries to like sue the shit out of Google and be like, you're creating this crazy machine mm -hmm. that doesn't work. You need to collect the taxes, right. pay us the taxes, pass on the revenue to royalty, pass on the revenue as royalties, mm -hmm. just like Apple, just right. like I Amazon. I mean, Apple set that precedent, so as Amazon, so Google is just... Right. Like, and it's just because... I don't know why. I mean, I, it cannot be hard. It just cannot be that hard because yeah. basically what they're doing is taking what should, you know, it's a fixed amount of effort. It does not scale. It's basically once you're registered and you, if you have the infrastructure to pay thousands of developers the correct amount of money, you have the infrastructure to pay their taxes as well. Mm -hmm. With, It's probably completely automated. All of these things have electronic everything. I mean, if Apple can do it. Yeah. Anyway, so. Sure. Uh, but you gotta you gotta do it. The, but there are services out there that will do it for you, and so that's been my approach in general: is just pick the countries that actually make money, yeah, and just tell them to like take care of it. No money to Lithuania. It's just a few percent extra in those countries, and then you can just raise the price in those countries. And that's interesting. Yeah, it doesn't seem to make a big difference. U.S. is still the big, and there's no sales tax in the U.S. selling from the U.S. Right. So, for now. Cool. All right. Good question. Thank you. Um, so, uh, next one is from blue super giant and he says, uh, I was wondering what you two think about your success. If you were to start fresh today, mm -hmm. uh, I follow a few other iOS game developers on Twitter. Good idea. And, uh, a few of them agree that they, if they started today instead of X years ago, they don't think they'd be as successful. Um, do you two agree? Also, a few of them are going to the, going the universal route instead of the iOS exclusive. So they're doing Android and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, how important do you think going the universal route is with new indie titles? Thanks. Mm. So let's maybe go backward with this. Um, I would say that the, the, the universal route is, uh, I mean, it's good if you have an engine that you can like quickly kick out an Android yes. version and like a like PC your, and a Mac version. Unity. Exactly. Unity or whatever you wrote is fairly portable. Um, but I don't know that like a simultaneous release is really key, right? Because the thing is, like, you're going to spend a lot of extra work getting it on all these other platforms. And you just don't and even if the know game it's work. Exactly. If the game just doesn't work because it doesn't work, the market doesn't like it, then uh, you've just wasted a lot of effort putting it on four platforms. Like, I don't see it being like you put it on, you know, it becomes amazing on Android and it like flops on iOS. Like right. that just doesn't happen. There's going to be a, some relation to the magnitude of success. Yep. Like, it looks like Super Hexagon has done really well. And it's launch on Android, for example. Yeah. Maybe there's more of a hardcore audience over there. Right. But also maybe it just but it had still more did, momentum. It or did something. reasonably well on exactly. iOS. Exactly. Well. It's not like, like it wasn't it just was like, like unheard of. Like, yeah. It went to the top twenty five yeah. on iOS. So but it's like it's always a magnitude. Right. It's not it's not you're not gonna get like ten X. Exactly. 
So, uh, yeah, to answer the question, I would say I, I don't think it's a good idea for indies, with, no, especially if you're time-strapped. Like, make the iOS game better. Exactly. Spend that time making it better, and then if it does well, you, you, you know, think about porting it or find someone to port it. Or and then once you have the technology and that you can, like, develop with essentially no overhead for both platforms, then do it because it's, it's free pretty much. Yep. Um, but for the first game starting out, I don't. I still don't like think a bad it makes idea. sense. Yeah, and and still target iOS. It's just so much easier. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to fail fast. Exactly. That's so a, that's, that's all there's to, to put it. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah. No, I guess we don't agree with that. Um, and then the other question was, uh, yeah, if we started X years ago, well, so I I've been in this business for for about four years. Limbic started in February two thousand nine. And uh, Kevin, you've been. I left just Google a little bit in before that, March right? of 2010, but I released uh, Ski Jump in January of 20, uh, uh, 2009. It's like 2009. Uh, yeah, in 2009. So, right. So, similar time. What's changed since then that would make it more difficult? Uh, you know, I don't think much. I think that certain. I I feel like. That we're part of a social group, sort of. I would say that's a big part. A of professional it. group. That's that's a big part of it. And you know, I guess they one or those guys kind of heard of me back then, but mostly, you know, I knew you at least, and that sort of I just sort of had like a bookmark in the group, like <laughs> just save that seat for me over there. I'll come over sometime. Um, but that I feel like is that all these guys, even though they didn't realize it was me, I saw them all, you know, at these conferences. Right. Um, so I was at least there and they maybe then are forced to remember me like, Oh yeah, I met like I met Keith right. and Natalia at 360 IDEV in 2010. And that was like, had they even released Max Adventure at that point? I don't even think so. Mm-mm. They were like finishing it up probably. I think so. 2010. Um, yeah, probably. Or, or even just started working out. Harbor master was right out. That's what it was. Uh, I remember like, Oh, those are the guys that made Harbor master. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were there, but like, I remember, you know, you were you still hadn't hit seven figures yet. You know, and the Nimblebit guys weren't there. Who else was there? There were some other people there, but it, Eli was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is probably the only thing I would say has changed. Right. Well, let's say let's say you appear on the scene with an amazing indie game, and you like go up and introduce yourself to us, and you know all the folks, the Nimblebits and the Amanjis and all these guys. Like is it is it that we are like our group is like nope we're full, no, no more way, no more no developers way. I don't think so because people aren't doing that it's not like we're at WWDC and people are like trying to trying to make friends come to dinner with us or no. something yeah I mean, don't try you see somebody <laughs> <laughs> no but like it I I feel like that's the more the merrier at, at in I that think crowd so, so I I guess I'd push back and say that like in some ways like if you can still produce a game that's really good right like you, that i think it's a lot merit-based and not like yeah we're the old boys club but we're and also no one else like in this in. club i feel like there's this other clique of people that i don't know who are more less or like less about the money i want to say even less about the money yeah they just seem like like with devil bit you know we're like these these friends with these guys and we see them as sort of pioneering in the somewhat aggressive freemium but that's also really ethical and really nice yeah but there are people out there who think that they're like evil gold diggers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are just trying to you know and do you have someone in mind 
Like what Specific kinds of people? games? Yeah, that are that are kind oh, of. Oh, you know, you mean like really not, like not indie, and just to be clear, not sake. not saying that these people are saying or were saying that Nibblebit were evil or anything, but I'm just feeling like the Cannibalt, okay, and the sort of Fez. I don't know the people that were like indie game the movie. Right. So like, like we're I, not an indie game the movie. The real IGF style. Exactly, people who are like, hey, like in this game you. You actually, the platform is the shadows of the object in the, in the <laughs> and that's a real game, you know, and it's pretty sweet. It's just the focus is on, is purely on creativity and sort of uniqueness. I don't know what I want sure, to say. It's sure. it's not well, like. It's, just, it's all about art. Exactly. It's, it's all about art. And, and in fact, it's it's not that these guys couldn't turn on the monetization game. It's that they see that as corruption. Yeah. Um, and I totally respect that. But I feel like there is that crowd. Right. And. Uh, and I feel like they're not as much of part of the iPhone crowd, mm-hmm. you know, they're more of, they're, they're detached from it a little bit, even right. though all their games are on iPhone and maybe even launched on iPhone. Now, I don't know who they are, but they're out there and out there making, they get games. retweeted by each other. I'm not sure who they are. They seem very nice. I follow a bunch of them. Um, but that crowd is another crowd and yeah. there's probably people who like listen yeah. to their podcast. Maybe, you know, it's sure. like this bizarro, our world. Um, so it's not just us. It's one of those clicks, but I think that being part of one of those clicks kind of, and it's like, and like Mike and Greg, I'd never heard of them, mm-hmm. but then they like teamed up with, you know, uh, the guy who did cannibal, Adam, Adam atomic, Adam and, Saltzman. And, is, is Adam no, Saltzman. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that, that's right. I, and I know their Twitter names, right? Yeah. And then they made hundreds or whatever. I was like, Oh, I didn't even know they were part of the same team, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, but sure enough, like, you know, uh, Whitaker, uh, huh. Uh, Trabella is doing the music for Nimblebit game and I like I kind of saw him as part of the same crowd I never knew they worked together but here they are working together yeah and it makes perfect sense if Whitaker made the music for like hundreds I'd be like oh I didn't know that you guys sure. were in bed together sure. you know <laughs> you know like, it, it's sort of it there, there are these clicks yeah um, and they're very un it's very interesting uh, but I feel like that is the that's like the only thing that has changed. I feel like if you came on the scene with a good game, it just wouldn't. I think so. I mean, I think it's still about merit. I, I, there is something to be said about these groups, though, because I think uh, we get a lot of, of strength in our game development through feedback. I mean, I think like, you know, when we make a game, like right before we release it, like we show it to a lot of other game developers that, right. are, that are good game developers and have real like insightful comments based on. They're not just like, I don't like it. Stuff they've done. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's also in the mix with people that have like my parents and like, you know, friends and random people and strangers and stuff like that right but it's, it's helpful to have that support group and then so, and then there's the promotion and then there's know? of course the promotion so um i don't know so i guess i guess to, to answer this question from from at the end of it is is that i think there are things that are harder now like i think there are just a lot more players i think there's a lot of more a lot more ad spend uh cross promo works but it's not like you're going to get a guaranteed number one right um so those types of things are are, are harder to do but I don't think it's impossible. I think I think you can still be be as successful. And the other thing is, if you hit the top now, uh, the the amount of money that you're going to be making yeah, you don't even have is, to hit the top is huge. So you could yeah. be number fifty and still make a ton of money. Because because also like like I you know I'm basically when this podcast started and things like I'm back. You know like now I'm working full time. I've got an office. Like I'm really I'm working. Um, but I wasn't for a long time. So like you could say Zombie Highway was sort of part of the old generation Mm -hmm. but it achieved its success as in the time in the you know in the new 
world from when it went free or whatever. So yep. in a way, like I've been in the, on the store for a long time, but I haven't been like struggling and just not making it. I just sort of, you know, didn't, it, it, it sort of, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm this weird creature that was brought out of hibernation or something because <laughs> I was like working at color and all this stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I, so it's, I think that in a weird way, like I am new on the scene. Like if I had made zombie highway, which I could have and released it free, I would, I feel like I would be exactly where I was. Not exactly where I was. Like now I have this interesting story about mm-hmm. how I evolved zombie highway and I learned a lot from that. But I feel like in the same way, I could have found my way to be close to exactly where I am had I released the game in 2011. Yeah. Which I guess is a long time ago. Jeez. But still, it's not 2009. Mm-hmm. That's all. Which is a pretty big difference in the scope of the App right. Store life, you know, lifetime. Yeah, almost the whole thing. Um, we'll go to the next one. So, uh, super, super Giant, that was an awesome question. Um, I have a question from... Uh, Arash Bina happens to share my first name. Uh, we get that once in a while with Persian people. Really? Yeah. Not uh, me. Not you. They don't, not a lot of Kevins. There's some Kayvons, I guess. Kayvon, yeah. Yeah. Is that what your parents were thinking? Uh, I think they were trying to find those balance because my older brother is uh, Cameron or Kamran. Kamran, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he asks, any suggestions on how to develop a concept and how to know if an idea is any good for development? Thanks and love the podcast. Um. You know, this is something that like we struggle with as game designers all the time. Like, I have a notebook full of crazy ideas that that may never see the light of day. And uh, really, I mean, there's there's a lot of stages to it, right? So there's the stage where you're like, yeah, this is a cool idea, but uh, I can't imagine how this will be a game. Like, I'll just have some idea. Like, man, it's neat that shadows move when you pick objects up and something like that. You know, like there's like just these abstract like this is mm-hmm. this could be a neat mechanic for a game, but I don't have a game figured out yet. Um, and then there's sometimes where I'll have like a, a, I'll imagine some sort of place or some kind of thing or some kind of setting. Like, would we need to make like a game about, I don't know, raindrops running down a leaf? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's kind of mechanic, but also like, okay, it's in a forest and you got this stuff going on. Um, and then there's, then there's the ideas where it's like, well, when we made nuts, like we thought, well, you know, what if we had like a, uh, a concept where you had a rotating cylinder and there were branches attached to it and you had to dodge them as a, as a, as a, as a squirrel. And and that was more of like okay well we can that's it's more of a whole concept you can make a game out of it and the first thing we do when we have those types of ideas where it's it's something we can actually play um, we usually do uh, what we call just like box modeling where we'll just we'll just make boxes and we'll make the whole game out of boxes um, and that's that's usually the easiest way to just just get in that game and start yeah, playing that's it and was, see if it works that's what I was gonna say like it's like don't like don't sort of is there a way just do it like yeah. play it if you and if you can't maybe don't do that idea unless you're like certain that it's going to be awesome. Right. But if you can like fake it before you make it, if yeah. you can, if you can make the game yeah. in a week, like then find out like, is this fun? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's fun with boxes. Yeah. It'll probably be fun with actual assets. Right. Anyway. Yep. So. I mean, most of the time I just like, I close my eyes and I pretend that I'm playing the game. Right. And if I can pretend that I'm playing the game in my head and I can like, my, my imagination can make up the elements of the game and it seems like a plausible thing then, uh, you know, we, we keep going forward until we decide that it's not a good idea. Um, we've cut games at different stages. So we've cut them, like, early or early on where it's, like, not even, and nothing's made yet. There have been games where it's, you know, it gets a little further and we start to, to maybe, like, lay some concepts down to start making some drawings. Uh, other times we have, like, art starting to come together and, and then it gets cut out. Uh, it, it really varies. Um, 
But yeah, that's kind of the idea. That's how we develop concepts. At some point, you want to figure out the art style. So uh, I usually do like some sketches or some really bad paintings, and those give me some sense. Um, now we have an art director, so he tends to do that stuff, which is really a godsend. Um, he does terrible paintings? No, he does good paintings. <laughs> <laughs> he makes my paintings look terrible. I'm kidding. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the gist of it. And then for, for actual design of the game, like going further from just concept, like Again, it comes up to like Photoshop mockups and things like that. We're all like draw step by step uh, bits of like, okay, this is this part of the game, and you're going to do this, and then you go here and you go here. And those are good for communication. I mean, it also depends on your team size because part of the thing with concepts is that you know you want to establish a shared vision among your team. And uh, if you get in a situation where you know one group is imagining the game one way and another group is imagining the other way, and they're both kind of heading forward, then you know those ships might diverge, um, and you get into a lot of issues later on where people aren't really clear on what they're building. But so. I feel like this is probably coming from the voice of a person who does not have a team. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I would assume one, that it's one, like one team. Yeah. And I like, I for me, it was just like, I don't want to hire an artist. Like, you should be terrified of hiring an artist. And now it helped for me because I didn't really need to. But, uh, but I mean, I also, it's not like what I was creating was beautiful. Um, and I feel like that's actually kind of a good test for a game if you're a one guy too. It's like, you know, do the do the box modeling. Yeah. Do the fake it before you make it. But can you make this game without an artist? Right. It should be fun before it has art. I mean, art's not going to save a game. I think we've said this before. Like, And content isn't necessary. I mean, that's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it does. And at the end of the day, even if it's the, the most fun, like if you have the best idea for the most amazing RPG, you know, like, and you're just one guy, you might not be able to build the content in time. Right. It may take you three years to build out all the levels. So that's not like, it's a cool concept, but it may not be the right concept for you. Stick to the games you can make. Yeah. You know, um, but, and I feel like that is the, but fake it before you make it is something that I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, I agree with that. But then they don't. They're like, oh, this is the best idea. <laughs> um, but I, I really, because you can really break it down. You really can. I think there's a lot, there's a part of it where you don't want to know. You mm. want to know if it's going to be good, you know? You kind of just want to like... I see that with people where they're like, they've, they've started making the game and they don't finish it because they don't want to know or they don't want right. to show it to anyone because they don't, they're just not sure that it's going to be good and they're just, they kind of like, they need to polish it until they're sure. And right. the, the reality is that you're just, you're never completely sure it's going to work. Right. Like when, and we, like, yeah. when we put out Zombie Gunship, like it was basically just like, this is a funny idea. I don't think too many people will play it, but let's put it on the store and see right. what happens. Maybe we'll make our money back. So it was one of those things like, you know, we weren't 100% sure. And I don't think anybody can be about any game. But when you play it, you know. Except not, You don't know it's going to be successful, but you're like, this doesn't suck. That's a good sign. If you're like, this sucks, you're yep. like, well, maybe. No. Yep. Like someone else, you know, if you should at least like your own game. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you have to make games for people, for, for yourself, really. I mean, I think that's the right. only way you know. Um, we, we don't, like, I tried making a farming game and then I just hate farming games and it didn't go very well. So I think that's really good advice. You make, can't be like, yeah, these games are make games. You know, I hear zombies are cool. Like, if you don't like zombie games, then don't make a zombie game. Make something else. There's still a lot of opportunities. Well, yeah, but like, like Zombie Highway, like Zombie Gunship, they're not actually zombie games. They're like an AC130 game and like <laughs> and a, a sort of game, odd sort of. driving surviving they're not, game. They're not about shooting zombies. Exactly. Games. It's not like zombie games are like Zombie Farm, where it's like this is exactly the same as some other game, but we zombie themed it. Uh huh. Um. Or it's about running from zombies. Yeah. Um, I really liked Into the Dead. 
Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I've it's watched. Good. I watched it's Iman good. play it for a while, and it looked really sweet. I loved how simple it was. Yeah, I uh, I was at um Pickpock when when they were about to release it. I met with Mario up there and gave me a tour of their studio, which is just really awesome because they're they're a company derived from a, a, a game console uh, background. They used to be called She, and uh, yeah, out in out in New Zealand, and they're just um they're doing amazing work because it's. Like they have so much experience. Every bit of what they do is coming from like years and years and years and years of experience. So I don't know. It shows like one guy basically like prototyped, but they do seem to get Unity. mobile for sure. They definitely get it. Yeah, it's like their they're games just, are not. I mean, they're smart they're dudes. Not console they just games haven't been doing console forever, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're very um, very agile, I guess. So they do neat things. It's good stuff. Do we have more questions? Uh, I think we may have exhausted our questions. We got some through email, but I don't have them up here. I'm not going to make people wait for me to dig. Well, we could do those email. on another weekend. Yeah, this is a good uh, good stopping point. But oh. um, anyway, yeah, keep sending in your questions. I, I love going through them. Uh, you, it's probably better if you email them to us at contact at Wild Garden Weekly. Uh, like I said, Tumblr doesn't really notify me when I get get messages through that, and it also doesn't date them, so I have no idea how old these questions are. Some of these people may be dead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> in fact, it is likely that most of these people have passed away. They have passed on. They are, they are now developing apps in the sky. Um, speaking of sky, the new uh, Bioshock looks really cool. Oh, I was I'm watching not, I some, keep up. some gameplay bits. Anyway, that is it. I'm going to cut it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Next week.